let's jump right in. So we're going to be in John um, 15, um, verse 1 and 2 uh, for most of the day. John uh, 15, verse 1 and 2. And, um, and, and I hope that this resonates with something that you may be going through or something that you, you, uh, you may be going into to help bring clarity to a situation where you may feel as if God might be mad or God might be punishing you or God's just got upset or you're stuck in a rut and you think that there's something is, and you think that something's wrong with you. And I just want to, I want to assure you um, that there is nothing wrong with you, okay? Uh, you know, and, and that sometimes the situation where you find yourself in is not a reflection on you and is not a reflection of how God feels about you and not a reflection that God is mad at you and not a reflection that, oh, I made so many dumb decisions or I did this the wrong way and now I'm dealing with this. Like, like that, may, that, that might not be the issue, okay? And so I don't want you to be hard on yourself. And so, uh, so, so listen to this and I, and I pray that it, it encourages you. So let's read uh, John 15, one and two. I'm reading from the NIV, okay? Here's Jesus. Jesus says, he says, I am the vine. Uh, he said, I am the true vine. Uh, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener, okay? He says, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, all right? He says, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful, okay? I'm gonna read that again. He says, I am the true vine, all right? And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that that it will be even more fruitful. Fruitful, and so if we had to have a title today, we'd be talking about when less gets you more. Okay, when when less gets you more, when less equals more. However, you want to put it. You name the sermon. I don't have to name it. You name it. Whatever it means to you. Okay. Now watch this. I see you, Chris. Listen. Here's, here's, here's the thing. John fifteen one and two. There's 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 something that Jesus is revealing here. Okay. Uh, and basically, what he is revealing is that for those of us who are in Christ, right, that God, one way or the other, is going to be cutting some things in our lives. Okay. That 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 God is go- that one way or the other, we're going to get cut. Okay. That you're going to experience cutting in your life, right? Number one, the number one reason why God cuts, he, he, Jesus says that he cuts because it's not bearing fruit. Okay. And so, and so he says that, that he, that he is the true vine and that, that God is the gardener and that things that do not bear fruit, he cuts. Okay. Cuts it off. It's done with it's over. Now, the second reason he says that he cuts, is he said that he prunes. Now pruning is a cutting back. Okay. And so, we, and so sometimes he'll cut off and other times he'll cut back. Okay. Now watch this. He says he also cuts back. So what? So that the things that are producing, right? So the things that are producing can produce more. So watch this. Sometimes you are operating in exactly what you're supposed to operate. You are living the way you're supposed to be living. You're doing the things you're supposed to be doing and you are producing fruit, but then God will not, not cut you off but we'll start to cut back so that you can produce more fruit, okay? So that you can produce more fruit and be more productive. And that's the reason why he cuts. But understand this, that Jesus is divine, God is the gardener, and God is going to cut, okay? He is going to cut. And, and, and the question is, why, what is he cutting in my life? Or why am I being cut? And how am I being cut, right? God cuts in order that he produces what? More fruit. He prunes so that more fruit can be produced in our lives. Now watch this. To prune, here's the definition, means to trim by cutting away. Watch this, not just cutting away anything, right? To prune means to trim by cutting away dead, watch this, dead or overgrown branches or stems especially to increase fruitfulness 
and growth. Meaning that, listen, in order for something to grow, in order, and you see this with plants and you see this with uh, 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 in vineyards and things like that, in order for something to grow, you mean to tell me that we've got to cut away a couple of things. The dead things, watch this, the overgrown branches or stems, and it's to get increase in fruitfulness and in growth. Meaning that the growth that you see now in your life, that God can actually take the growth that you see and take where you are right now and exponentially grow you to even more than you think, but he's going to have to cut some things first. Come on, y'all. And while we love growth and while we love growing and we love what growth means in our lives, sometimes we don't like the process of being cut. Watch this, y'all. We love the end product of growth, but we hate the end process of growth. Okay, I'll say it again because that's my preacher thing. Listen, he says we look, we love the end process product of growth. We love what we see at the end. So the end product we love. So we love the end product of growth, but we don't like the N I N the N process of growth because the things that have to happen in order for us to grow sometimes makes us uncomfortable. Sometimes things are pulled back. Sometimes things are pulled away. Okay. And so while we love the the end product, we love what happens at the end. Sometimes the process of growth, I see you, I see you, Tanya. Sometimes the, the, the process of growth, right? Makes it, makes it uncomfortable and makes it hard and we don't like it. But listen, but God's not into what you like. Okay. Um, listen, God's not into what's going to make you happy and God's not into what's going to make you comfortable. Those are byproducts. He's listen, he is here to conform us into the image of Jesus Christ. And he is going, and he, and, it, and we're going to read in the scripture where he said it, it is his will that we produce, it brings him pleasure that we produce much fruit and that we are his disciples. So he's going to do whatever he's got to do in our lives to cut. And he's going to cut whatever he's got to cut in order to make us grow and make us produce what? More fruit. Let's keep going. Watch this. God is going to cut, period. The question is, how do you handle when God starts cutting in your life? Okay. How are you going to handle the cutting process? How do you handle things having to die? Watch this in your life. Now we're not talking about cutting out sin or bad habits. Okay. Now that goes without saying that we, we're in the sanctification process and more and more God is, is growing us up. And there are things we have to stop doing and things that we don't do anymore because we love Jesus and we're trying to be good disciples, right? That goes without saying, and that counts towards righteousness and righteous living. We're not talking about that cutting. We're talking about cutting areas in our life that you can't, you can't point to it and say it's a sin, but you can point to it and say that it's fruitless. All right. We got to understand the difference that I might not be able to point to this thing and say that it's a sin. I'm not pointing to this thing and saying that it's bad. I'm not pointing to this thing and saying that it is of the devil. I'm just pointing to this thing and saying this thing is bearing no fruit. And God is going to cut that thing because the things that are not bearing fruit, he's going to cut. Now, you can either keep things in your life that don't bear fruit and never grow. Or you can cut these things back and hurt and maybe cry and maybe miss it. But God is going to uh, uh, then bring more fruit or get more fruit from you because he cuts that. We're talking about areas in our life that are not bearing fruit and areas in our life that's not growing or is hindering growth and needs to die in order for us to grow now. I see see you, my cut it away, Lord. I'm not even going to be long with y'all today. Y'all already get this. Watch this. In order for growth and maturation and multiplication to happen in our lives, a cutting away and death has to happen, okay? Understand this. I'm going to say it again, that in order for growth, that in order for maturation and for us to mature, in order for us to grow, in order for multiplication, there has to be a cutting away and death. And watch this. God is so good that he put this 
in nature, that this is the way nature works. Just the very, listen, the very example that Jesus gave, watch this in John 15, has to deal with nature. He says, I am the vine. He has given an example. He's trying to get them to understand how this whole thing works by using nature. He says, I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. They understand this. We understand this, that he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. And while every branch that does bear fruit, just because you're bearing fruit don't mean that you missed the the cut. He says, you will still get pruned. You will still get cut so that you can be more fruitful. He's using nature. Now watch this, John 12, 24. Okay. I want to go to John 12, 24. I'm smart now. I got all my scriptures written down on my notes, so I don't have to waste time turning the Bible, but I'm gonna give y'all a little, little bit of time to turn it. Here we go. John 12, 24. John 12, 24, he, this is Jesus use, using another example about how death causing multiplication. Now, in this instance, he's talking about him. Um, uh, and you can read it in, in its full context when you get a, get a chance. Watch this. He says, verily, verily, this is NIV, verily, verily, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. Okay, he's using nature. He says, but if it dies, it produces many seeds. And so what he is saying is, is that, listen, if this kernel of wheat uh, falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed, meaning unless this thing dies, it can't produce more seeds. And what he's saying is, is that, yes, when we, if we want growth, if we want multiplication, if we want more, that there will be some cutting back and there will be some pruning and there will have to be some death. Watch this, that we all experience. And and let me tell you something. If you are trying to go spiritually, grow spiritually, I should say. If you're trying to grow spiritually, you know for sure that fleshly things and things of our mind and and, and the crazy things that we conjure up in our minds and the crazy things that we tend to thought, think, and the things that we desire inside that are opposite of the word of God, we know that flesh has to die if we are to grow spiritually, amen? And and, and that includes not just the sins and stuff like we talked about, but sometimes my desires and the things that that I want for me and and, and me and minds and I and I and I, I have to die to self and crucify my my flesh. The Bible says, Paul says that it's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the power of Jesus Christ, amen? And so the the point is, is, is how in the world do I stay focused during this process? Watch this. We Again, we said we love the end product of growth. We love what growth looks like once growth is done. But man, sometimes it feels like we can do without the process. I don't know if anybody can witness to that who's on this call, but sometimes you can look back over your life and say, you know what? I am better now uh, in this situation than I was before. But man, it was tough going through that. You know what I mean? And so we're like, yo, I love the fact that this is where I am. Or I love the fact that this was the end product. Or I love the fact that this is what, where God put me. But I'm going to tell you this right now, that, I, that boy, I wish I didn't have to go through what I went through in order to get where I am. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we, but listen, you won't, you won't get where you are if you don't go through what you went through. You won't get to that end product if you don't get, if you don't go through what you went through. The truth of the matter is you had to go through everything that you went through to get to exactly where you are. And it wasn't that God just put you in there randomly. It's the fact that God used all those things to get you exactly where he wanted you to be, to get to that end product. And so while we love what growth looks like when growth is done, sometimes we hate the process of it. But we've got to go through that cutting and we've got to go through that pruning. Okay. So here's what I want to do. I want to go through in the time that we've got left. I want to talk about, about what, what do I, what do I do while he is cutting? Okay. Why, what do I do while he is cutting? I see a couple comments here in the, in the chat box and we'll get to it in a second. Um, uh, uh, yeah, no, I see you much. She says, thanks for explaining this because a lot of preachers use the scripture talking about Jesus uh, uh, was the seed and had to die for, uh, for the church to grow. And while Jesus was talking about himself, um, th- he used an analogy 
given nature. And so that's true in nature. And he was trying to explain to them in a way that they would, they would understand. Uh, absolutely. So here we go. What do I do in the process? Because again, why I love the end product, the E-N-D product of growth, I have a problem sometimes with the end process, the I-N process, the end process. So end product of growth versus the end process of it. While he is cutting things that I do, number one, I've got to keep the right mindset, okay? Number one, I've got to keep the, the right mindset while God is cutting, while, he, while, while, he is, while God is the gardener and Jesus is the vine and God is cutting things back so that I can produce more fruit. I have to keep the right mindset. I have to understand that God cutting does not mean God is punishing me. Okay, and sometimes we're told that, oh, well, what's going on in your life? Well, how many, what sins are you committing? Well, you must not be living right. Well, you, no, no, no. Sometimes this cutting that happens in our life and this cutting back, and it may seem like there's less, is literally just because there's more fruit that God is trying to bring out of our life, and He is not going to get that more fruit unless He prunes and unless He cuts and cuts some things back. I see you. That is hard, Ma. I got you. Now, watch this. I got to think that God is not punishing me, that God is not mad at me. It is literally He is cutting away the dead things and the unnecessary things in my life so that more fruit can grow. Okay. Listen, sometimes there are things that clutter our life and truth be told, they are unnecessary. There are things that we do. Watch this. I don't, 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 nobody type anybody's name in the message, but there are people sometimes in our lives that are, they are unnecessary. They are not necessary. They are extended branches. They are overgrown branches and, and reeds and shrubs and they've, and it's gotta get cut away. Okay. In order for you to grow and in order for you to bear more fruit. And so this cutting that I feel and this thing that seems to be going backwards in my life, it is literally God. Uh, cutting things away so that I can grow more. And I've got to keep that mindset that, yes, I feel like I'm suffering loss and yes, things seem to be going away, but you know what? God is doing this all for my good. Uh, Speaking of all for my good, we might as well go to Crystal's favorite scripture. Keep Romans 8 in your mind, y'all. I should make Crystal unmute herself and read it, but I'm not going to do that. Here we go. Romans 8. I'm going to go to Romans 8. Romans 8, 28. Uh, Where am I at? Yeah, Romans 8, 28. This is the mindset we got to keep in, keep, keep, keep in mind, right? And so when we experience this cutting and we experience this thing and it may feel like a setback, it may feel like less. And the truth of the matter is when something is pruned or something is cut back, it is less. It is smaller than what it was, but it's only for the purpose, watch this, of getting more fruit. Romans, I see you, Tanya. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together. Okay, watch this. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and and are called according to his purpose in them, in him. Uh, 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 he says, for uh, God knew his people in advance and he chose them to, to, to be what? To become like his son. We just talked about this, that, that, that the cutting can be uncomfortable and it may not make you happy. You may be sad about it. But remember, we talked about God. Listen, God, God wants you to be conformed to Jesus, to the image of Jesus Christ before he wants you to be happy. OK, and so if he had to prioritize it, it would be become like Jesus and happiness. I'm not going to tell you whether it's three, four five or six. It's just under being like Jesus. OK, and so it's top priority is for you to be like Jesus. Now watch this. He says, for God knew his people in advance uh, and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn, watch this, among what? Among many brothers and sisters. And so we see the one into many, but the one had to die. Now watch this. Now watch this. 
And so, and so that's his whole point. And so he's going to cut away and pull back anything in our lives that he has to in order to conform us into the image of Jesus Christ. Now, here we go. Uh, let's, so we got to keep the right mindset. Now, uh, the second thing we've got to do. Uh, so we've got to keep the, the right mindset. This is what I've got to do. I see you, Ma. I don't like the cutting either. Here's what we got to do while the cutting is going on. We keep the right mindset. That was number one. Number two, we have to abide in him, okay? We have to abide in him. That's number two. Go back to John uh, uh, 15, 3 and 8. Go right back to John 15, 3 and 8. Because the right mindset tells me that, yeah, I'm going through what seems to be lack, but that's just God cutting off things so that I can produce more fruit. Okay, here we go. Abide in him. I'm going to pick right back up at verse 3 where Jesus was, uh, he gave us the example that we used in the beginning. Now watch this. He says, uh, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. This is NIV. Verse four, he says, remain in me and also I remain in you. Now in King James version, the new King James, they use the word abide because in, 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 uh, in, in the Greek, uh, you can switch out uh, the word um, abide that he uses can be switched out for remain. It means the same thing to remain. Um, he says, so remain in me uh, uh, as I also remain in you. Watch this. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And so, okay, so what we got to do while he's cutting, we have to remain in the vine. We have to abide in him, right? He says, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, I in you, you will bear what? Much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Here's verse six. If you do not remain in me, here we go. Watch this. He says, you are like the branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burn. Now watch this. What he is saying is, he's not saying that you, that, so we got to understand, he, 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 Every, when he's talking about the branch, he's talking about the folks who are in him, right? But what he is saying is that God cuts off the ones that aren't, right? Now watch this. He is saying that you are like those branches. He's not saying that you will be cut off and that you will be thrown in the fire. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that you are like those. You will be like those. Those are the ones that you're like, right? Here we go. Verse 7. If you remain in me, because I want to make sure people feel, feel secure in, 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 um, in their relationship with God and their salvation. Here we go. He says, if you remain in me, and my words in you, uh, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Uh, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Remember, we just talked about this. He says, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. What's that mean? Conforming yourself into the image of Christ with being disciples. We just read in Romans where that's God's work. God's work is to conform all of us into the image of Jesus. Jesus just said, it's to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be what? My disciples. So we have to abide in him. Now, when we talk about abiding in him, we're already talking about belonging to Christ. We're already talking about our eternal salvation. We're already there. So when he says abide, he's talking about continue to stay, to persist, to not give up. It says in Colossians that just as you receive the Lord Jesus, continue within him, continue uh, there within. And so that's what we need to do. We have to make up in our, in, in our minds and have the resolution that I'm going to continue, that I'm going to remain, that I'm going to abide, that I'm not going to get off path, that I'm not going to get distracted, that I'm going to stay and I'm going to persist and that I'm not going to give up. Listen, it is a process and we have to understand that things grow slowly. Listen, things don't grow fast. 
things grow slow. We got this little jar right here in the house. We got it from Home Depot. They, they like grow little tomatoes. We thought that'd be a fun little project for Manny, right? And so we had put water in it, put it in the sunlight. Water in it, put it in the sunlight. All it's got is like four little things that are sprouting up right now, like leaves, right? And it still hasn't grown. And it's been about a week and a half, two weeks. But things take time to grow. And so we have to understand that we are in a process and we cannot give up just because right now it's hard. And we can't give up just because right now we're experiencing the pruning. This is what God has to do in order for there to get more, to, for there to be more fruit. He says, no branch can produce fruit uh, uh, by itself. And what he is saying is, is that, listen, while you're experiencing the pruning, because remember, we talked about the pruning in the script in the verses ahead of this. He says, while you're experiencing that, you, it is important that you remain in me. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I, whatever that looks like for you, you've got to work that out with God. For you, that might be, I've got to, as far as guarding your, your eye, for all of us, is guarding our eyes and our ears. But for you, that might be on your drive into work. If you have to go into work, you're monitoring the type of music you're listening to and monitor and making sure you're listening to uh, reading these scriptures and making sure that you're praying to them. Whatever it is you've got to do, you've got to make sure that you still stay connected and that you remain connected to the branch. He says, while this cutting is going on, do not run. Do not give up and do not stop, okay? He says, you got to continue. You've got to stay. You've got to uh, persist. Do not give up. We got to understand that it is a process and growth takes time. Growth, uh, listen, Crystal, uh, uh, Crystal's son, Keith, Keith is 18 now, right? Keith, Keith, ain't, Keith didn't become 18 overnight. Keith, 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 was, Keith was one years old for a whole year. And then Keith was two for a whole year. And then Keith was three for a whole year. Now, it seems like now that he's 18, it seemed like it flew by night, but it flew over, but it did not. He, every, he, he, could only, he could only age one year at a time. And every year, then, he, then another year, then he's three, another year, then he's 10, another year, then he's 16. And now the boy is 18 years old. Growth takes time. We are not going to grow and mature uh, overnight. But while that time is going on and what we have to be patient and we have to not give up, even though we experience some, count, uh, uh, some cutting. Galatians 6, 9 and 9 says, let us not become weary in well-doing, or in some translations it says in doing good, for at the proper time, we will what? Reap a harvest if we do not give up. Y'all, I cannot tell y'all, please do not give up before it's time for you to reap harvest. Please don't give up before it's time to grow. Please don't give up before more fruit is produced in your life. Please don't stop just because you experienced some cutting. Please don't stop just because the cutting hurts. Please don't stop just because the cutting makes it look like you have less. And here's news, you do have less, but you have less so you can get more. Please don't stop. Please don't give up. Please don't uh, uh, get distracted. And, and let me tell you something. Distractions come from all over the place. Distractions can be work. Distractions can be people. Distractions can be obligations. Y'all need to check out that Clutter Free Me series, that, uh, that uh, Clutter Free Me uh, series that we did uh, almost a year, year and a half ago, where we talked about getting rid of distractions because we can't have these distractions if we want to be what? Committed to our own growth. And so what do we have? We have what? Um, uh, uh, what, what was point number one? Point number one was we have to have the right mindset. Number two, we have to make sure that we abide in him, that we remain in him, that we do not give up, that we do not give up. Y'all may have to listen back to this because I talk so fast. Number three, number three is we need to add to our faith. Okay. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Um, and, and we, and, and we've talked about this before in impact second Peter two, I'm sorry, second Peter one, uh, five through eight. I see you, my sir. Second Peter one, five through eight. This is new King James version. Uh, uh, he says, uh, but also for this very reason, is what Peter's saying. He says, giving all diligence, watch this. He says, add 
to your faith, okay? So, 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 so yes, you believe. Yes, you have faith, but he is saying, okay, that's not enough. Here's what we want you to do. He says, add to your faith virtue, uh, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance. We just talked about perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Watch this. For if these things are yours and what? Abound. He says, you will neither be barren, right? Without fruit, nor unfruitful, able, able to, watch this, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful, watch this, in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now watch this, I want you to see something here. What he is saying is, is that it is possible for you to have the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, yet be barren and unfruitful in all your knowledge of him. Come on, somebody, that you could, listen, you can go, you can come to Impact 10 years if you want to, you can go to any church you want, 20 years, and still be unfruitful in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, bearing no fruit. You know, you, but you know, you know this, you know the stuff, you know the book, you, you singing in the choir, you're doing all this other kind of stuff, but you are barren and unfruitful. He says, because if you add these things, if you add to your faith, virtue and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness and brotherly kindness, if you add these things, then you will be fruitful. And listen, when you talk about barren or north, uh, uh, unfruitful, barren me, I'm not even able to produce fruit, okay? It's not that I'm not producing fruit or I used to produce fruit, but I'm not anymore more, or now all of a sudden, you know, all the fruit's gone or whatever, or I've got a little bit of fruit. He says, barren, I can't even produce fruit. He says, so you won't be barren and you won't be unfruitful. So I, I can't even produce fruit uh, or, or I can produce fruit, but I just don't produce fruit. It's one thing to be barren and not able to produce fruit. It's another thing to not be barren, just unfruitful. And so what he is saying is, listen, he says that if you don't add these things to your faith, you will be barren, which means what? Not able to produce fruit, or you will be uh, fruitless, uh, uh, unfruitful, meaning you're not even barren. You're just not producing fruit. <laughs> that has nothing wrong with you. You're just not producing fruit and you can produce fruit. And this is why I said, we've got to add to our faith. So while Jesus is, so while Jesus is cutting and while the pruning is going on, I've got to keep the right mindset, right? I've got to keep the right mindset. I also have to make sure that I stay in him, that I abide in him, right? And that I remain in him and that I persevere and I don't grow up. And then what do I need to do? I need to do my part. Some version says supplement my faith. I need to add to my faith. I need to add virtue. Uh, I need to do what is right, right? I need to add knowledge. I need to study to show myself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Watch this, but able to what? Rightly divide the word of truth. That's what the Bible says, right? I need to add to that uh, knowledge, self-control. The Bible says that a person without self-control is like a city without walls. A person, and back then when, they, when, when that was written, that means that, you know, the walls and, and were, were like the protection of the city. It kept bad things out and kept good stuff in. Sometimes, the, sometimes there are bad things that seep into our life and things that happen because we don't exhibit, self, or we don't uh, show self-control. We don't control those things uh, that, that sometimes that's in us and we let it out and we, and we follow every impulse and we don't have that self-control. And not just self-control to stop doing, to stop doing bad things, but what about self-control to, to make us do the good that we know we ought to do? And self-control is a, a two-way street. I mean, I can, self-control says, yeah, I'm not going to do that because I know that's wrong. But self-control also says, even though I don't feel like doing that, I control myself. And so I'm going to do this because I know what's the good that I'm supposed to do. Um, uh, uh, perseverance. We talked about that to not give up. I got to add these things to my faith. Godliness. Uh, to godliness, we got to add brotherly love and to brotherly, uh, uh, brotherly kindness, excuse me, and to brotherly kindness, we need to add what? We need to add love. So that way we can produce more fruit. So, and, and listen, we got to understand, it's, when we talk about cutting, 
We got to make sure that God does the cutting. It is not your job to cut people. It's not your job to cut things. God's the gardener. He cuts. Your job is to remain in the vine. Your job is to remain in the vine and add to your faith. And God will start cutting and chopping the things that need to be cut and chopped. Your whole thing is let him cut it and don't try to hold on to it. Don't, uh, don't, don't try to hold on to the things that he cuts and make sure that you add to your faith and remain and abide um, in him. Uh, now, listen, here we go. Uh, we're done for this. So again, remember, there's no Zoom on Tuesday. OK, so Crystal. I don't want to get an email from Zoom saying, you know, Crystal Coleman is, 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 is in your Zoom waiting room. I can't let you in. We're not having it. OK, um, but then we, but we are going to be feeding, um, uh, serving the homeless population on uh, next Sunday. And then we'll get right back with Bible study uh, the Tuesday um, uh, after that. Um, so, yeah, let's pray. And if anybody got something they want to add or something they want, they, they, they need to, 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 to say, you can feel free to unmute yourself and do it. And uh, let's pray. 